Today in Science from Wired. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Science from Wired. All the stuff humans make now outweighs Earth's organisms. Anthropogenic mass, concrete, metal, and other human creations has grown to be heavier than plants, animals, and microbes combined. Planet Earth is not happy. By Matt Simon. Remember Agent Smith, the AI program from The Matrix? When he wasn't busy trying to murder humans, he liked to take some time and pontificate on our nature as a species. He didn't really think you could consider us mammals, because mammals create an equilibrium with their environment. But humans move to an area and multiply until every natural resource is consumed, making us more like a kind of virus. Humans are a disease, he concluded, a cancer of the planet. You're a plague. I sound just like him. I know it. But I think it would probably be more accurate to describe humanity as a kind of biofilm, like a bacterium or a fungus that's grown as a blanket across the planet, just hoovering up its resources. And we plop down these huge cities of concrete, and then we connect those cities with these vast networks of highways. We level forests for timber to build houses. We take natural resources like sand and turn it into cement and glass. And we turn oil into asphalt and iron into steel. And as we re-engineer the planet, we've put tons of animal species in peril. And many of these will have gone extinct without science ever describing them. Now, all these manufactured products that humans make, we call them anthropogenic mass. And there's a new paper in the journal Nature that says, at around 1.1 teratons, or 1 quadrillion 100 trillion metric tons, anthropogenic mass now outweighs Earth's dry biomass. That means all the living organisms, everything. We're talking vegetation and animals and microbes, everything. But even crazier than that is that at the start of the 20th century, our anthropogenic mass added up to only... 3% of the planet's biomass. So that means that just over the past 100 years, it's grown at a freakishly fast rate. We produce about 30 gigatons of it every year now. That's 30 trillion metric tons. And if we keep it up at this rate in just 20 more years, anthropogenic mass will grow from currently weighing slightly more than total dry biomass to nearly tripling it. How on earth does this happen? 
Well, the lead author of that paper in Nature is Emily Hashim, and she's an environmental scientist at Israel's Wiseman Institute of Science. And she says it's a combination of both population growth and the rise in consumption and in development. We see that the majority is construction material. So if you're interested, head to this article on Wired's website and take a look at the graph. You'll see that these construction materials like concrete and aggregates like gravel really exploded in abundance after World War II. And that's going to make up the vast majority of the total anthropogenic mass. Now, just to clarify, the numbers on the graph are global figures. So as the human population has grown, obviously, so has its demand for infrastructure like roads. And the world is urbanized, so that means more materials for buildings. And as more people around the world ascend into the middle class, they buy more stuff, like smartphones and cars. Our plastic alone, if we include what we're currently using, what's been wasted and the amount we've recycled, that weighs 8 gigatons. That's twice the weight of all the animals on Earth put together. So to quantify all this stuff... The team went through all the existing literature and gathered together all previously available data sets that covered the extraction of resources, industrial production, and waste and recycling. And according to Ron Milo, it turns out that things that humans produce in our industries, etc., is something that has been relatively well characterized. Ron is a Weizmann Institute of Science Systems biologist who co-authored this paper in Nature. But the Earth isn't that great at keeping records when it comes to how much life is on the planet. So that's going to make quantifying the biomass of all the organisms on Earth a little bit tricky. And the researchers had to tally everything from giant species like the blue whale all the way down to the microbes that cover the land and swirl around in the oceans. Milo says the biggest uncertainties actually in the overall biomass is in respect mostly to plants, mostly trees. It's not easy to estimate the overall mass of roots, shoots, leaves. But here too, Milo and his colleagues could pull from previous estimates of biomass up and down the tree of life and incorporate data from satellite monitoring of landscapes to get an idea of how much vegetation is out there. They also thought about the change in biomass over time. So for instance, They note that since the first agricultural revolution, humanity has been responsible for cutting plant biomass in half, from two teratons to one. At the same time, though, particularly over the past 100 years, people have been creating ever more anthropogenic mass. Not only has production been increasing exponentially, but when the stuff we make isn't useful anymore, it just gets thrown away, if it isn't recyclable. So, in other words, all that crap is just piling up while humanity continues to obliterate natural biomass to the point where the mass of each is now about equal. Friedland Kraussman is a social ecologist at the University of Natural Resources and Life Sciences in Vienna, and he wasn't involved in the research, but he was a peer reviewer of the paper. And Friedland says... They produce this, I think, very eye-catching and also strong message that these two types of stocks, the biomass stock and anthropogenic mass, they are actually at a crossover point more or less in 2020, plus or minus a couple of years. And those two stocks, they turn out to be pretty intimately intertwined. So in this relentless, just destruction of biomass, it's largely a consequence of deforestation as we try to industrialize more and develop more. But these environments that we're building, they're generally pretty awful for wildlife. Highways, they just cut ecosystems in half. 
and the birds are flying into buildings, and these just sprawling developments fester like these scars on the landscape. And we have to acknowledge that the buildup of this anthropogenic mass, it's also linked to the climate crisis. The production of these materials is extremely energy-intensive, for one. Like in the case of cement production, that climate effect comes from powering the manufacturing process and also the chemical reactions that make the materials that just spews the carbon dioxide into the air. I found it interesting. They said if the cement industry were a country, according to the climate change website Carbon Brief, it would be the world's third most prolific emitter. As economies the world over have continued to grow, humanity has locked itself into a pretty vicious cycle of snowballing the growth of anthropogenic mass. Kraussman says, on the one hand, economic growth drives the accumulation of mass, and on the other hand, the accumulation of this mass is a major driver of economic development. And Kraussman goes on to say that China is a particularly bad contributor lately because the nation is rapidly building up its infrastructure. And it's not any one country's fault. We've made this mess together as a species. The modeling in the Nature paper was global. It wasn't any specific individual nation. Hashem says, but I think it would be interesting to study that in the future and really see those changes in different regions or in specific countries. So I guess what's abundantly clear at this moment in time, at least, is that anthropogenic mass has grown unchecked and has become a pretty nefarious crust over the planet. And Kraussman says, this exponential growth of the anthropogenic mass cannot be sustainable, even though we don't know exactly where the threshold might be. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.